0: Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. If you listen to this on Tuesday, I think you should I think to so it on too. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, feels like a good... Jenny this morning said, I listen to it every Tuesday on the way to the gym and on the way back from the gym. It's the perfect length for that. So I was like, oh, that's a good habit stacking <laughs> gym and podcast. I'm Dave Butler, by the I'm, way. No, I'm Stefan Tager. Uh, this is Revival Podcast. We just are talking about, I think, principles that bring revival, like the, just the patterns of life. Uh, a walk of faith that just kind of lights somebody up. And we uh, we take talks from General Conference to do that. So we are extra happy that you are here on this Tuesday or whatever day of the week it is. We have a big hitter today. It's <laughs> President Nelson's talk. I feel like that's the big hit talk, don't you? Like Sunday yeah. morning, last talk is sort of like... The main talk. Yeah, it's when I make the kids be quiet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody <laughs> everybody, come down and, and listen to this talk, you know? Peacemakers needed. I don't even think I noticed that that sounds like a wanted sign. Like like in front of a business, you know, (laughs) electrician needed or whatever. Like right now that feels appropriate to have like a big billboard for planet earth peacemakers needed. Like this is what we are. And we like, listen, like our announcement to heaven, the next... People you send down to Earth, we actually need them to be peacemakers. Is <laughs> what we need most of all. We haven't have enough technology. We don't need more smart people. Right. What we need right now are our peacemakers.
1: Yeah. So President Kimball, he's having his painting uh painted. Oh, it's portrait. Painted? Portrait. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's better way to say it. And uh, the artist like randomly says, uh, "Have you ever been to heaven?" And he didn't say, "Have you seen heaven?" He says, "Have you ever been to heaven?" President mm. Kimball like stops and he thinks and he's like. Yes, and uh, he starts describing a series of vignettes. This is in a book called "Faith Receipts a Miracle," that may be about 700 years old. But you know, <laughs> and one of the scenes he describes he describes going to a stake president's house on a Saturday afternoon. He was a member. He was a member of the corner of the twelve at this point, point. and he says he walks in, and this is how he describes heaven. He says he sees like these little kids start setting up the kitchen table, and one kid puts down plates, another kid puts down the tablecloth, not in that order. Uh, someone puts out, pours milk. They turn the the chairs around and they say a prayer and President Kimball says it was most refreshing to sit in a in a, in a place where there was harmony and interdependence, and I know that's like sort of like oh, like like idealistic, yeah. But it's real. It's true
0: story. A Pollyanna. Beaver right, to right, Beaver-ish right. beaver right. or something. <laughs> right, like, right. If he's at it today, I want him to actually be on a ranch or something like that. Like, that seems cool. <laughs> With do like, <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I don't know, like the horse. Hey, Pa. It. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to bring a modern, like a modern ranch or something. But I think the idea is That's sweet, what we want. Right. right. There is, yeah. like, part of my spirit wants to say, like, uh, that's, like, a little too, like, hokey pokey. But I can feel another part of my soul saying, oh, I actually legitimately long for something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and what it is is it's not just the lack of disagreement or peace in the sense that there's quiet, but it's actually peace when, when we talk about what that really is. It's when humans work well together, when they mm. create community and mm. harmony in what they're doing. And they yeah. make room for difference, but they also... Um, can be true to themselves as well and what's
0: right and good and true. Yeah. And I feel like you, I mean, just what you said there about um, just that idea of, we were talking about this earlier that there's room and almost like you would need to make room for there to be disagreement and peace to exist at the, at the same time. I like that. in this, this talk, he says, here's some of the things that aren't going to work. You know if you're mm. looking for if your spirit longs for that kind of i don't know let's just you know I almost just can't we all get along you know kind right, of just right, like right. idea he's just like uh vulgarity and fault finding and evil speaking like they don't work, and he says vilifying people, condemning people not working anger doesn't persuade people, hostility doesn't build up anybody, contention never leads to inspired. Solutions and 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 there's another spot. I thought he was so. Uh, I think I highlighted it on my phone. Where Can I say he, something about the contention? Yeah, I, I want you yeah. to. Yeah.
1: So that sounds like a statement that's like, oh, that just sounds good, but it's really profound. Contention never leads to inspired solutions. I mean, it, it's sort of hilarious that we keep thinking that. Oh, if we argue we'll come to like a solution about this. I mean, do you you remember how some missionaries would sometimes, you know, argue with people or Bible bash? And never once did I ever experience someone listening to it like, you know what, you're right. Where do I sign? How do I join this church, right? And because contention is a different kind of energy, it's about trying to be right or make a point rather than are we working towards solutions? And contention is the exact opposite of trying to, find a solution. It's just me trying to make a point or be right.
0: Huh. Okay. So I was just about to ask at what point does a, like a disagreement or a discussion move to argument or contention? Right. Because like, you know, you, you could just picture like parents arguing in the front of the car and like one of the kids are like, stop arguing. I don't like when y'all argue or whatever, you know, calling them out. Like we're discussing something passionately <laughs> or whatever, you know, but... Maybe what you just said is is the key, where you're just like, contention actually has no intention. Ooh, let me be Dr. Seuss for a second. Uh, (laughs) Like there's no, when when you call it contention, is there's no intention for me to like come up with a solution or to get along. Like that's actually not my end goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of self-help books or books about peacemaking, one of the common things that you'll see is, both parties have to sort of state what they want. And then all the parties involved are trying to work towards that. And when it devolves into contention, it's typically people trying to uh, manage their own insecurity, try to feel better about themselves and say, uh, no, I was right about this point. And, and let's just say someone did agree with your idea about you being right about some particular point that still doesn't work towards a solution. Yeah, And it, all of the energy is wasted in just trying to defend our insecurity rather than have inspired solutions like President Nelson
0: says. Yeah, and maybe okay, so there's this line he says, "I'm greatly concerned that so many people seem to believe it's completely acceptable con- to condemn, malign and vilify anyone who doesn't agree with them." Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, so there's this one end of it where I would say like you're tr- like almost like your your whole purpose is to tear somebody down or to say that they're wrong. But then the other side of the spectrum is, okay, I just don't want to do anything about it. I want to live in my corner. I just want to like, you know, escape and and go away and not be a part of it. And like when you use the word peacemaking, like I don't actually, is that different than like peace finding? Because like you could say, I just want to find peace. Hmm. I want to go to a corner of Texas. So much room there, y'all. This is big, it's a big, big state, you know. I'm proud of it, you know, and just find my spot. And like, I don't want to like talk to anybody, I'm not voting, I'm not, you know, right, right, you know. And I don't necessarily think someone could do that. God bless you. Can I come and milk the cow? Is what I want to ask you, but I don't think that's necessarily peacemaking. Like, it seems that there seems to be some sort of like, hey, like. Yeah. You have to engage with other people and we have to try and create a world that's productive and, and happy and ha- long lasting. Right. And we have generation, you know? So yeah. almost like I sense a feel when he says peacemaking, a responsibility to, you know, make peace. Right. Yeah, it's sort of,
1: I don't want to sound negative, but it's sort of naive to think that I can go to some spot and avoid the world And people try that. But for us, as Latter-day Saints, community and engagement with the world is at the heart of our theology. At the heart of being a Christian is to go into the world and try to redeem it, not avoid it, Mm. not try to stay away from it, right? And so um, I think our culture teaches us that the ideal is is to go to the south of France and just avoid people and situations and sit on the beach and go on lots of awesome vacations and just avoid the difficulty of the world. But to be human is to be a part of a family, friendships, community. We yeah. have to engage with it. Yeah. We can't
0: just ignore it. And we'll, I think uh, we're gonna record today the same next week's talk too about ministry. And I think we can lean into that more right. also next right. week. But I love that thought. Um, I, so on on one part, we say Jesus was really, really clear. President Nelson teaches us like, look at look at what he taught about how to like, This line is so good. I don't know where it is. I just know what's in there, y'all. Like the way we treat another person actually matters. And and we should, I want to be, I shouldn't say we should. I think we should. If we want (laughs) to make peace, then yes, we should. It would be a requirement. But all throughout his teachings, you can see like basic, like Christianity 101 says... And he starts to quote some of those things. Blessed are the peacemakers. Turn the cheek. Love your enemies. Do good to them uh, that hate you. Build, lift, encourage, persuade, inspire, no matter how difficult the situation is. Right,
1: right. He, he says this, contention drives away the spirit every time. Contention reinforces the false notion that confrontation is the way to resolve differences but it never is. So th- the reason why I love what you're saying so much is because Jesus' gospel of being a peacemaker, of blessed are the meek, right? Which is like gentle or humble. Uh, that's actually very practical. That's actually what works in this world. Mm. And it's, it's, um, it's just not reflecting reality very well to think, oh, I'll just argue my way into solutions. That's just, that's just not how people work. It just is not inspiring. No one wants to actually try to work with someone who's like that, right? Yeah.
0: Well, what if you think that your way is like a better way, <laughs> right? Right. You know, for the world or right or or whatever. I mean, like what? I mean, genuine. Obviously, well, maybe not so obvious. I was going to say the way I live and think and believe, I'm choosing to live and think and believe that way because I th- because of what it does right. for me. Um, and I and I think, what if I look at the way you're living, thinking, and believing, and think like you're well, you're actually like, um, wrong. Yeah. Well, and if you're wrong, like there's some sense to be like you do you. But what if it gets to a point where I feel like, well, you're actually wrecking our community. Like yeah. you're wreck. I don't know. What do you right. want to say? I, so just, some people try to come up with
1: philosophical ways of sort of dividing up where the line is. Like a really a really common one in Western culture. When I say Western culture, I mean Europe, history of Europe and America, other parts of the world. They say, you can do what you want and I'll do what I want as long as we don't physically harm each other. Mm. And a lot of people do not realize how much of their morality comes from that basic premise. They haven't really looked under the hood about sort of the history of our thoughts on morality. And that premise works really, really well uh, sometimes and not very well in others. It doesn't work very well in families or uh, in marriages and and in some community ways. Because why not? Well, because if I said to my kid who's 10, like, hey, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. As long as we don't harm each other, then n- no, I have a moral obligation to love
0: and take care of and look after that kid. Yeah, right? and maybe too if you want a living, vibrant relationship <laughs> right. with if them, Would you, know, right. you actually right. do. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some people out in the world that I don't really want... A, Or need, or I'm not seeking for a living. It just wouldn't be practical or necessary, right? Right. right. And so, on that sense, I could say, man, as long as you're not like creating terror for the earth, I'm I'm not. I don't actually have to engage with your thoughts or opinions necessarily. Like I can think about them, yeah, and everything. And I think in those situations, the Savior's pretty clear on don't. As a disciple, don't engage in a hurtful, harmful way. Don't condemn. Don't malign them, even if you disagree. And I think there's a line in there where he says, especially in those times of disagreement, right? Because peacemakers, by definition, I think, aren't needed unless there is a disagreement of some kind.
1: And and this is so important because sometimes we think avoiding differences is actually what we mean by peacemaking. President Nelson says, quote, now I am not talking about peace at any price. And then in the footnote, it says, Being a peacemaker does not require us to agree with the ideas or beliefs of others. Hmm. And so what are we doing then? Well, we're trying to incorporate the good. So sometimes we make space for people and let them believe and think and feel how they want. And then other times we're trying to look for the good that they are bringing to the table and see if we can synthesize or create a community based on those things that are good. And that's typically how it's going to look in a family. Someone might say, Hey, I like vacations where we're go, 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 go. Other people are like, I like vacations where we just sit on the beach all day. And then, so then you're like, okay, well then how do we create a space for both of these? How do we create a win-win, right? Yeah. Which is a required reading for all Latter-day Saints. So you have seven habits, the work and the glory and the Greg Olson painting on the wall. And then you're a member of this church, right? <laughs> By the way, are you a go, go, go vacationer? I think you are. I think you've yeah. mentioned
0: that. Yep, I am. Because like, if we go to the beach or something like that, it has to be a beach with waves, that I can like... What's a what's a waveless beach? Where's that? Oh, sometimes the North Shore in Hawaii in the oh, summertime is just like calm. Okay. And you can just sit there and read a book or something like oh, that. Oh, that sounds like heaven. Ooh, that lasts for like I just undermined
1: everything I just said at the beginning of the
0: podcast. When I say heaven, I mean in the sense that I would be
1: serving people in community on the beach. That's what I meant by that. You know. Have just
0: peace. That where, that's actually where you can find peacemaking in this. Um, I, this is the interesting thing here is this idea. Where is where is his line in here where he just says you can actually change the world by being a peacemaker? Which I look at. Some situations in the world, and I think to myself, like, man, what, what exa- what can I do? Yeah, about it, like, how can I actually make a difference? Oh, but I was thinking this when you were talking. I think for the most part, peacemaking happens like within a home, within like a family, in a smaller group, yeah. right? We have the ability these days to like broadcast things to a worldwide stage, you know, and we get people's opinions like spread really, really quickly, right? And there, and there's something about like big sweeping movements and stuff where you're just like, man, are they as important as yeah, like these small, like where it actually seems to matter is going to be in my church community, right, or in you know in my family or right. something like that. Like that that seems to be where you can actually make a difference. Right. I don't know. Would you agree with that? A
1: hundred percent. And and that's ultimately what. I think the the gospel teaches is that it starts in our families and our own relationships, and then that spreads, right? Yeah. So if we want a really practical thing about what we can do to create peace, and man, this is hard. This is so hard emotionally. But we'll watch what President Nelson says here. Speaking of like interacting with other leaders of the church, he says, differences of opinion are a part of life. I work every day with dedicated servants of the Lord who do not always see an issue the same way. I mean, anyone familiar with church history knows that the Lord calls people with very different backgrounds, uh, very different situations, and thought processes to try to work through some of the church's problems and issues. So you would expect this, right, in really intense ways. And then he offers—
0: Which I would say, so, like, some of, like, the church's issues are, are very emotional. Right. And— We're not just talking about like uh, okay, how many churches should we build? How how do we fix the air conditioning? You know, that's another department. Like there, there are every issue that's going to have disagreement on it. The reason it has disagreement is because it's extremely emotional, or I have a cousin, or I have a sister, or my brother. You know, like we put names and faces to them, and so I would say the things that are being discussed here aren't like mamby pamby things. Like they are going to be like, hold on. We have some real, you know, right. like tear at the heartstrings situations where we have to balance like what's, what, yeah, anyway, yeah. anyways, yeah. keep so, going because yeah. I, I just think it's worth considering that you're just like, when he says like, well, they have strong opinions and it, it could sound like, you know, just like, oh, come on, this is, ab- about what?
1: Right. And there's a lot of stake. There's a lot of, these are like um, important issues, right? That we're trying to, that yeah. the brethren are trying to work through and it says, and then he says, they know I want to hear their ideas and honest feelings about everything we discuss, especially sensitive issues. Oh, there it was. He already yeah. said it. Acting like, <laughs> 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 like I was like, <laughs> And so what what's key here is to have that kind of disposition, a President Nelson uh, disposition where I'm like, I want to know what you really think and I want to know why you think it. What are your best arguments for your opinion? Mm. And to really seek... Uh, to like see w- how they came to that conclusion, what's the good in it, what's the truth in it. Because when people feel like they have to hide their honest feelings and thoughts about something, they start feeling inauthentic. That's what deteriorates a relationship. Mm. And so when we can say, hey, look, let's talk this out and tell me what you really think. And let's go to the hardest places together. Watch what Joseph said. This is about the Council of 50, which is a group of leadership people in Nauvoo, this is one of my seriously top five favorite quotes on the Prophet Joseph. He Whoa. says this: the reason why men always failed—we'll say men and women—the reason why men and women always failed to establish important measure measures was because in their organization they could never agree to disagree long enough to select the pure gold from the dross. Hmm. It's really hard to sit in the disagreement for a long time and say, "Okay, this is uncomfortable. This is hard." But let's sit here and stay with this until we get the gold, until we get what's good and true and what's right. And we can all agree on that. Right. And yeah. Sometimes you just disagree. Right. You're. You're. Someone's going to go do this on vacation, and you're just going to stay back at the beach house. Right. Yeah. But other times you're going to say, "Let's just sit with this until we figure this out."
0: Yeah. Well, and it seems to be, and maybe this is so elementary to say, but again, like what what do you come into the disagreement and discussion with? I think is key, and one of the things he gives is charity, where he says it's an antidote to contention or the pure love of Christ, and. You can't. Love is not an arbitrary principle. It means that you love the other person, right? And that you're like having the discussion with. Like that seems to be a prerequisite to having peace and disagreement at the very same time. It's just like I okay. I actually have to like approach this from a, a place of like I, I I love you and I love your opinions and I don't necessarily have to be right right on this and and jesus is the 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 exemplar for this right like you, you don't look at um everything when you're just like what do you admire about jesus people are just like he was tender he was kind he noticed people no one says like oh he was always right <laughs> like no, right. you know nobody ever ever says that about him as the most admirable thing like he got he got his doctrine right all the time like hundred. you know no, that's not what's admirable about him. I think he is truth the way and the light. Like I think I think I believe that about him for the end of creating love and goodness and peace in the world. Exactly. Right. Where he's just like, "Oh, the reason I'm teaching you truth is because of, you know, what it will actually Yeah. you lead to. I I know I've said this so many times on different podcasts or whatever recently. If you listen to don't miss this. You've heard this and we talked about a couple of weeks ago that play, that the passion play mm-hmm. <laughs> in Oberammergau that I went to and and I was so i don't know why I was so ready to be like I learned so many lessons from that. I don't know what was my state of mind or heart for it, like legit like the opening scene I started to like cry, they hadn't even said anything and it was in German, you know I was like, oh my gosh, so I was just like poised for it, I guess, but you saw Jesus disagreeing with some of the political parties of his day and some of the leadership of his day, but they expanded the script a little bit. And I was like, I think they might be right. Um, Where he wasn't disagreeing because they were wrong doctrinally. Like that wasn't his issue. His issue was what you believe is actually leading you to hurt and disregard and take advantage of people. And it was like and, and he was like that's why he was calling him out on it or it like because of like what it was the, but it wasn't about like being right it was about like let's hold on hold on look what we're doing yeah you know to other people and so when someone goes into like I want my solution to be love motivated I want the discussion to be love motivated and I think that I don't know might be a key to yeah.
1: this I, I just I just want to say this really quick when, in our culture we talk a lot about hey It's immoral to hurt and to harm, which is absolutely true. But I think it's important to remember that in this sense, uh, to harm someone in the sense that um, I believe in a teleological morality, (laughs) (laughs) which means (laughs) what is right and what's wrong is not necessarily measured by harm in and of itself. Like it hurts to go to the dentist. It hurts to work out, Mm. right? Yeah, It's... um, will this lead to something teleologically means like what is the purpose and point behind it so anything that would pre- prevent someone from reaching their full potential to flourish and be filled with love and goodness and truth that is what is harmful and that's the things that we stand up to try to prevent in this world and then yeah. work towards right uh, so really a real practical level i think the two things we want to avoid if we want to do what Joseph says here and what, and what President Nelson says here, that where we can really sit in the nuance and complexity of disagreement, the two things we want to avoid are fighting and flighting. So if we fight, then we're just trying to dominate and be right. We get offended by what someone says. And then when we flight, we're like, oh, I'll be the peacemaker. We'll just do things your way rather than standing up for what's fair and true and good. Yeah. And mature people avoid both. They don't f- flight or fight. Mm. And just one small tip, the number one thing that will lead you to fighting and flighting is the fighting and flighting of another person. <laughs> when mm. you're in the discussion and you notice that they start doing those things, it is so tempting to then join in with them yeah. or to fight back or it's like, fine, I don't care either. But to sit there and say, no, let's, let's keep this healthy and good, Until we come to a solution, that's when we start
0: to like really establish peace. And it could be uncomfortable, and it could be hard, and it could require sacrifice, and all of those things. And 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 then Jesus is the again the model for that. Also, he's just like I entered into what was. I mean, at the beginning, we talk about you don't just. But he came into humanity, and he was just like I knew I was coming into disagreement. I knew I was coming into problem. I knew I was coming into. Uncomfortable, And he did, he came into all of that and you see it all throughout his life and ministry and in, and in his death to bring about life. That it's just like, wait, stay in this long enough, you know, to eventually bring out the, right. the gold.
1: I love that. President Nelson says, the Savior's atonement made it possible for us to overcome all evil, including contention. And part of that is because he changes our nature and makes us more peaceful and loving. But also, since we've been declared guiltless, declared right through his act on the cross, I don't need to worry about being right all the time in arguments. If I've been made right with God, I'm over the petty. I'm making a good point. Mm. And now I have security in Christ and I can say, I can just try to fight for and do what's right for all people uh, everywhere uh, on, on this planet. It might be good to practice this. It might be good to say, hey, who's someone I could have a tough conversation with and go to a difficult place and say, hey, can can we make this better for everyone involved? Right. And just, and stay in security in Christ until we come to a
0: solution. Yeah. Not only like enter into it with charity, like the love that I'm going to try and portray toward you, but enter into it like as a recipient of charity with a capital C, Mm. you know, kind of what you're saying there. Anyways, that's awesome. So good. All right. See you next week.